0: They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45-4. a whole burst to it. 20. steps to tackle. Runs left. 25. Still on speed. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back,
1: number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker,
2: a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on and He's got a first down to Stigman Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have
0: won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Talk radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart.
4: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio, Draft Night Number Two, which is basically our Draft Night Number One for Rams fans. And I got the crew with us—the old school crew, the guys who have been here from the very beginning. Norm Hightower, the man, the myth, the legend. Johnny Gomez, and Steve Ribeiro, who we can't believe is actually older than 25 years old. Guys, how's it doing?
1: You ain't right, man. <laughs> keep keep age-shaming me, okay? It's fine. I'm not going to do it to you guys, alright?
2: I'd rather be your age than mine.
4: True, true. We're age-shaming you, right? But we'd rather be there than here. <laughs> When you hit 30, man. when you go beyond 30, that metabolism is going downhill in a hurry.
1: Norm, can you tell me about the New Deal, man? Did FDR do a good job as somebody who lived through it? Um, really like, getting America back on track during the, the Depression?
2: <laughs> uh, I'll be double nickels this year, guys. I'm not that old.
4: You know what's messed up? Him asking you that question. I'm the history teacher here. You didn't ask me that. What the crap? I just want to point well, that uh, out.
1: You weren't there during the New Deal, you were there. Uh, Maybe the Truman administration, right? No, no, a little further than that, but you know, a little further than that. I'm kidding. Johnny's the quiet
4: one. That's where right. Johnny. How you doing?
3: Well, uh, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle between the youngster and, and the and the grumpy old men. So you know, I, I I'm kind of in a good place. I feel
2: not a baby, but not a geezer. Not a baby. Not Miller a geezer. The only reason they can do this is because we're not all in the same room.
4: (laughs) Uh, You know what? To do a podcast with all of us in the same room would be awesome. I mean, Norm, you and I have podcasted in the same room before. and That was a blast. I mean, that made the whole podcast that much better. Imagine all four of us, the the original Rams Talk crew, in the room together for a podcast.
2: It needs to be a big-ass room for me and Johnny to be in there. Yeah,
3: I don't know if there's a room big
2: enough.
4: There is. There is. I, I guarantee you can make it happen. You can make it happen. All right, so the second round's are underway. We made the call because the Rams basically draft sometime, you know, in the millennium, but not right now, to start a little bit later in the second round, so we want to run through some picks with you. And then we also want to go back and... And look at some of the eventful things that happened once we went off the air last night, which is basically five seconds after we went off the air. That's when things really changed. So really quick here. uh, First pick of the second round, Tyson Campbell, quarterback out of Georgia, went to the Jaguars. And the Jaguars have already picked again this, this round, by the way. The next pick. Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, wide receiver, goes to the Jets. Javante Williams, North Carolina running back, goes to the Broncos. Javon Holland from Oregon, want we'll to ask Norm about him. Jets. Yep, safety goes to the Dolphins. The a center for the Eagles, Landon Dickerson, goes from Alabama. Alabama defensive tackle Christian Barmore goes to the Patriots. The Bears take Oklahoma State offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins. After the seventh pick of the round, eighth pick of round, Richie Grant from UCF Safety goes to the Falcons. I'm not even gonna try and say this poor man's last name. Maybe Steve, wanna go for it? Levi.
5: <laughs> uh Wuzirk.
4: Nah, I'm sure that was
2: horrible. I not even not even close, but I'm not trying.
4: We'll just go Levi O. Oh, that's probably the best respect we can give Detroit Lions defensive tackle. He goes He's coming from Washington. That'll be interesting. Uh, Nice young second rounder pairing up with Michael Brockers. Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame goes to Miami at the 42nd pick offensive tackle. TCU's Trevon Mowry, safety, goes to the Raiders. Calvin Joseph from Kentucky, cornerback, goes to the Cowboys and got into a little bit of a debate last night with one of the Ranch Brothers on uh, their picks. And I mean, Cowboys got kind of a cornerback here, so I don't know. It kind of makes my point a little bit. And Walker Little, safety from Stanford, not safety, sorry, offensive attack from Stanford, goes to the Jaguars. And Jackson Carmen from Clemson, offensive guard, goes to the Bengals. We're now at Pork, uh, Pork, jeez, Pork, Pork, Pick. 47 for the Chargers, and the Rams are picking 10 picks away. Of course, picks that are of interest to us are coming up. The 49ers at 48, the Cardinals at 49, and then, of course, the Seahawks at 56. So, guys, what are your your thoughts thus far on this draft?
1: Uh, The linemen are starting to fly off the board tonight, which isn't totally ideal for us. Uh, Jackson, Carmen, and Guard—he—he he could help us out. I know Johnny um, had his eyes on Eichenberg from Notre Dame, and and Landon Dickerson. Obviously, it would have been nice to fall. But uh, what are you gonna do? There's still a lot of guys on the board. Our guy Creed Humphrey. We are praying—he doesn't get drafted in the next ten picks. That would be great. Um, and I also, just I want to before before we let you give your Justin Fields takes, Derek. I just want to <laughs> let you know that Johnny and I showed up to this podcast uh, fully draped in clown makeup as a result of all the time we spent talking about maybe Jamin Davis falling to the Rams, the guy went at, like, 19. Uh, We we weren't even in the same continent as him, so uh, I just wanted to apologize for wasting everyone's time with discussing that guy over the past couple weeks.
3: It's just, uh, honestly, it's just having uh, such limited inside linebackers available you know, you kind of hope and pray that Davis would fall, at least I was anyway, and uh, yeah, no, not even a chance, although it, it was said that uh, the Washington football team kind of reached for him, but it is a position of need for them, so it it, it makes sense that they went after him, especially when uh, Parsons went off the board uh, with, with the Cowboys. I think they were really hoping he'd fall to them, but... So, they went and reached a little bit and and grabbed uh Davis, but hey, what are you going to do? It's the draft. I mean, you have you know teams like the Raiders going after Alex Leatherwood, so there you go
4: that was kind of the big shocker I mean, unless you're so to follows the Raiders, it's kind of the norm and the throw crazy picks out there, but I mean, I thought overall it was a pretty boring first round. I mean, kind of carbon. You know, not carbon, but kind of just like, eh. And so, the Justin Fields trade. Bears move it to get him. We'll talk about in a second, but I want to get Norm's thoughts here on that first and now second round thus far. What are your thoughts there?
2: Well, I, I think it was really boring until the Bears traded up. And, you know, like I said to you earlier before the podcast, it's where... Quarterbacks go to die, so that might be a good thing for all of us to see a Ohio State Buckeye go there. Um, happy to see two of my Ducks go within early first and second round. And right now I'm impressed with a couple teams. I think the Dolphins have had a good draft so far. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going to help their squad out. Um, the Jets have done well, and you know, obviously Jacksonville with their early picks has done a great job. So overall, it's been honestly kind of lackluster because we have to wait until you know fifty-seven or fifty-eight when the Rams pick, uh, unless something happens, which you never know. By the way,
4: you never know with the Rams. I mean,
5: it's, well, it can I mean
2: with our luck, what's going to happen is they're going to trade back, and then we're going to run out of this podcast, <laughs> and we won't have any Rams picks. Yeah, it's a that's matter
4: of when, not if. Hey, and you know that's yeah, happened before. Was it two years ago? Was it two years ago we were doing this? Yeah.
5: Or was it last yeah. year? Was
4: it last year or two years ago? I was I
5: think it was probably two Taylor years Year, Right? Because they yeah, I think back so,
4: so many times in that one. I mean,
1: that
4: it was. It would, hey. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was like two years ago, and that was a bananas draft for us. This year, by the way, Rams have. Uh, they'll pick three times tonight. They have a. And A pick in the second round, two picks in the third round. I mean, that's solid capital for them. They have to hit in these picks, though. I think we all know that. They can't, given what they have in capital, given what they've done with their, with their cap, these players have to hit for them. And that kind of, to me, puts a lot of onus on that front office staff that I wish they didn't have to do. So Daniel Junior goes to the Chargers, by the way, Five, ten hundred and eighty pounds. Florida State cornerback, Souths Samuel Jr. goes to the Chargers. Um, I hate the Chargers. Anyways, that said, are how are you feel about the Rams tonight? They'll have three picks, second
5: and two threes. Uh, Norm,
2: uh, I I have a feeling that they're not going to pick at fifty seven, so. Uh, I, I hope they do. And, um, you know, obviously, I hope they go offensive liner or linebacker, but they'll probably shock us and go something totally different that we don't expect. So, you know, That wouldn't would be nice a shock anymore, though. They're supposed to. Huh? That wouldn't be a shock anymore. They've
4: done it so many times. It's like, okay, yeah, we, we saw it coming. It's
2: not a shock. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they could pick a <laughs> kicker at at 57, and it wouldn't surprise me with the way things go sometimes. But, um, you know, they really need to bolster their offensive line. They really need to bolster their defensive line. They need an inside linebacker. Um, They need cornerback. They need a lot. They're not going to get everything they need in this draft. But um, hopefully they pick the best player available at a position of need, which is what we usually say and they usually don't do. So, but, you know, that's
1: what my hopes are. So we'll see if they pick at 57. Chargers, uh, Chargers went Asante Samuel Jr. Yep. at 47. Definitely would have been on the Rams mind if he was there at 57. Yeah, you know, looking at the inside linebackers that are left, you have,
4: you know, no man from Notre Dame not going to try and, uh, Owusu you have Nick Bolden, Jabril Cox from LSU, uh, I mean, those are your, those are your, your your top three, maybe inside.
1: I'll take Cox, man. If if Cox is a pick at fifty seven, I'll be fucking ecstatic. I, I don't think they're going to go inside linebacker though. I'd honestly be floored. They they refuse to address the position.
4: Yeah, I burned them at the end of the year too, though. They need that. But I mean, there's offensive line needs too. I, mean, I don't think they're going. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they went best player available between the two positions.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'd like
1: to into a linebacker. This history tells us that there's like almost no chance to go into a linebacker. I hope I'm wrong uh, because we could use it, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of a best-available player approach between probably a handful of positions. I bet Corner's in the mix. I bet Mm -hmm. edge rusher is in the mix. Maybe even defensive line, like Norm said. Obviously, interior offensive linemen. Um, But I feel like inside linebacker might not be in the mix. Uh, uh, And everyone knows that I want it to be in the mix. I'm just saying I don't believe they're going to do it. Charlie, you're quiet.
5: What were your thoughts?
3: Well, I, I just think that they're going to trade down. I, I don't see in any universe at this point that they're going to reach for anybody. And I think that they're going to try and get extra picks at this point because all of like the top targets for them, the kind of high hopes, are quickly diminishing here. About the only guy I would say worth drafting, Uh, at this point would be Creed. And uh, I think he's going to be gone before the Rams pick. So if that's the case, then I see them training down. All all the (laughs) – pretty much all the guys that I was hoping for have been picked in the last few few picks here. I I was hoping for the Tyson Campbell went the very first pick of the second round. Uh, You know, the Landon Dickerson, you know, all, all kinds of guys. And uh, Samuel was, was the next guy that I was hoping for, and he's gone. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't pick anything, but if I, if I know less need, like I think we all know less need, he's going to end up trading down.
4: Really quick, just to, just to jump in, take Aaron Banks guard from Notre Dame. Big, big, big guy. Big, beefy guy. Rock, I not like to see him. 335-pounder run blocker. So, yay. That's not what we wanted to see, but okay. Um, but let me ask this question. Uh, I, Steve, you mentioned Jabril Cox. He's still on the board. The, you know, the other gentleman from another name is there. The guy from Missouri is there. Uh, would you trade down if those guys were available? Would you, would you take
5: the shot?
1: I mean, I, I would like them to take if he's there, I, w- I wouldn't mind them to take Creed Humphrey out there if he's there. Uh, I think those are two guys that would start from day one, uh, have a clear value, and hopefully become long-term starters on the team. I think it's worth getting it, those guys there. Um, but I, I think I probably am in agreement with everyone that they trade back. I definitely don't think they take Jabril Cox there. Um, he'd be a target in the third round, though, for sure, if he's available. But, yeah, I, I, w- I would love Jabril Cox. Uh, he can cover, which we desperately needed to position, uh, you know, even for all the, the times where our inside linebacker showed flashes, it was rarely in coverage, uh, besides that like one Troy Reader play in the playoffs, uh, and, and it was something that got exposed a lot, mm-hmm. so you know, he, Wilcox is a guy that you, you know can go out there and, and play coverage, and that'd be great to have, uh, it's exactly what we need at that position, and that's what we're missing without Corey Littleton.
4: Norm, did you find it concerning at all that the Rams seem to kind of poo-poo the idea of taking a center row in the draft? They implied they're happy with who they got. How do you feel about that?
2: Oh, I think it's a smokescreen. <laughs> I, I don't think they're happy with who they've got, and, I, I, you know, I mean, I think it's definitely a position of need, but, you, you know, obviously you can't lay all your cards on the table, so, you know, if you're going to say you don't need a center, then... Maybe it takes you off the radar a little bit. But I you know, I mean it's just a game. I I, I don't see it as something that you can just say you don't need. You definitely need a good center in this league. And I think when we've struggled offensively a lot of it had to do with the fact that we we haven't had a great center for a while.
5: Well, you mean it wasn't Jared Goff? In Silence.
1: A combination of problems. <laughs> Let's not back off anymore. <laughs> he's, he's,
4: he's gone. I had to do it. You left the opening there, man. I had to do it. It, it, it was yeah. just there. Cardinals are picking now at the podium. The second round, for, uh, pick 49. It
5: is... Dun, 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 dun.
2: Come on.
4: Come on, wide receiver Rondell Moore from Purdue.
2: Okay, Hey, all right. There's the first Rams. There's the first Rams fans I've seen in the draft yet. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, yesterday they didn't need to be
1: there.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can tell you how much this thing stuck up on me. Is it the drafts in Cleveland? I mean, I, I could have made it. I I it's, it completely stuck up on me. I would have loved to have gone. I can't believe it. I I'm a bonehead. What can I say? All
2: right, so backing
4: up, going to... Well,
2: that's kind of obvious,
4: too. Yeah, just zip it. So, back to yesterday, like the moment we logged off for the night, Bears traded up from pick 20 all the way to pick 11. They take Justin Fields, quarterback from The Ohio State University. And I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. That was the first real curveball to draft. And usually the curveballs come a lot sooner. And this was, I don't think anybody really saw this coming, even though it probably should have. I mean, the Bears were in need of a quarterback. Andy Dalton was never going to be the long-term guy, no matter how much they said it was going to be. So, you know, I'm wondering. I'm going to start with Johnny here. What are your thoughts on Justin Fields at 11 to the Chicago Bears in a trade?
3: Well, personally, I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. I think he's a talented quarterback. And uh, even though quarterbacks go to tie in Chicago, as Norm has said, um, I, I think he's going to do well there. I, I, I think that this is probably the best move they could have done in the draft, and really, it didn't cost them that much. It really didn't, and they secured their guy. It, it was the right move for them to make, and and I still stand by the the fact that I am the second-best quarterback in the draft, then you could probably make an argument as the best quarterback. But uh, Trevor Lawrence has kind of had that locked up for a while. So Justin Fields, I think, will do great things there. I think he's uh, better situated there than some of the other teams that he could have landed on. It may not be the best situation, but I I think he's, he's better off there than, say, somewhere like the New York Jets.
4: I mean, that's true. I mean, you, know, you kind of feel bad for Zach Wilson going to the, the Jets and basically a full reload and an inept organization from the get-go. At least the Bears have showed some signs of life in the past 10 years. Steve, what are your thoughts?
1: Hey, now, hey, Jets. Jets, first of all, Jets having a great draft, okay? Let's not knock them too hard. Uh, they They are the Jets. They deserve to be knocked. But the last two days, I feel like they've done a great job. And also, like... Zach Wilson just feels like a Jet man. I don't know what it is. That guy just feels like he belongs in the Jets. <laughs> but uh, in terms in terms of Fields, yeah, I, I think it's a great move for the Bears. I think you gotta, you know, you gotta keep trying to dip into that well and find your quarterback. And Fields is a guy who, at one point, was the favorite to go number two, uh, only behind Trevor Lawrence, and is you know, this is a draft that had four quarterbacks graded pretty highly by most people and. Uh, He was one of them, and you had a chance to go get that guy. You go up and get him. You don't, like Johnny said, you didn't break the bank. You had to give up a little bit, but uh, it's not going to derail your franchise if that trade-up doesn't work out, as, you know, even when they moved up for Trubisky, it really didn't derail the franchise either because they made the playoffs for them. They've been pretty good uh, with him around. But, yeah, this is, (laughs) like, Andy Dalton might be the answer this year. He's not the answer forever. Uh, He's not a guy that's going to get to the next level, and Fields might be, and it's, it's a good situation for him. I know quarterbacks go to die there, but it's a great fan base. It's a great city. It's, they have talent on offense. Al Robinson's really, really good. Uh, he probably won't be there long, but you know that's a good player to have as a rookie. And you know, I, I don't mind Dave Montgomery. It's, it's a good situation for him, even though quarterbacks do go to die in Chicago. But hopefully he breaks the curse.
5: Norm, your thoughts?
2: Well, I think it was so far the best move of the draft, uh, you know, getting a player that is arguably ranked in the top 2 or the worst 3, uh, being able to take him at that position for what they paid for him. Obviously, that was I think the best move of the draft. It helped not only them, but then it also helped, you know, Billichick and the Patriots with uh the fact that they could stand pat at 15 and get Mac Jones so it it was it was the move of the draft so far Um, we'll see if they can put an offense in place that fits Justin Fields and we'll we'll see how it turns out Um, I don't have high hopes for him there just because it's Chicago but he may be able to turn that franchise around
4: you know if I'm if I am the Bears
5: I am strongly insistent on this. Andy
4: Dalton starting the season. I, wouldn't, I would just let this kid sit back and learn. Give him every opportunity to really digest what it means to be in the NFL, to, to grow into being a quarterback, and don't throw this guy at the wolves. Is it, that's not an easy division. The Vikings are, are talented. They had their issues last year. talented, Of course, the Packers won the division last year. Detroit will be better. I think Detroit will be better as a team, maybe not a quarterback, but, I mean, we've already had that discussion. But overall, as a team, I think they'll be better. I I think in the past, especially younger quarterbacks, we can't forget that that Justin Fields doesn't have a – he's got two years of starts there, but that is really less than two full seasons. And he's still a pretty young guy with fantastic tools, a fantastic ceiling – And even he's mature for his age. He's tough. He's got. He marks all the the check boxes. I mean, you can you can really do a lot in terms of arguing that he is the best quarterback in the draft. Now, do I think that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has great credentials, but I think the best thing you can do for this kid is give him a chance to grow into the position because you don't have a lot. It's different if he has a bunch of weapons. If he has a bunch of weapons to run into. Right away to work with, it's a different story. But protect this guy's career while you're getting the weapons together, while you're putting an offensive line together and developing a full offensive system that is right for him and keep him on the bench as long as you can. Let this kid learn the game. Develop this kid as best you can. Just don't throw him to the wolves. And when you have a habit of doing that now, like especially with, these, the, way, with, with the way the salary cap works, and you have five years. And you kind of need to figure out what you're going to do with these guys. Um, you know, I just, I look at it like, set them as long as you can. Give them a chance to learn. And the Redskins made a huge mistake with another Rojasic quarterback. Haskins, who I think still has a talent to play in the league, but he wasn't mature enough to. So what, what, immature quarterback, what do you do? You throw him out there right away? I mean, bad thing for them to do. And, I don't want the, I'm not, Justin Fields is much more mature than Haskins was, but he's still young, Give him a he's chance a, to learn the game.
1: He's a much better prospect than Haskins.
4: Hat, we we're two different quarterbacks. Remember, Haskins was a, stand, was a standing quarterback and he could make every throw, he could make every decision, but maturity-wise, just wasn't there. And it was, it became pretty clear right away. You no, know, Fields has, I mean, the guy is really mature, really tough, actually. Tougher you would think, um, he would be, but he's he's pretty tough, and and I
2: like what well, I like his future is, is a huge yeah maturity is a huge difference between him and Haskett. So Ojolari just went to the Giants.
5: Dang. The, the dreams
1: keep ending, <laughs> <laughs> but Creed's still there. We got we got seven picks to keep Creed on the board.
4: But you know, you know that. what the Rams are going to no. do. Yeah, they're going to trade down, right? But if that if that center's there that you need, man, and normally we would be the first people to sit there and hammer the Rams for a pick, right? I can't hammer. They've been right so much more than we really realize. I mean, they make their mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but when we look back at at the Rams in the last you know four or five years, when they've kind of played, it's usually been the right decision. Usually. When they've let yeah, a player go.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree with that. But I think also, um, you know, their draft history the last couple of years, they, they have made some home runs, but they made some mistakes in the draft. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you look back at the 2018 draft. Yeah, we didn't pick till the third round. But really, we got basically nothing out of that draft. The, the only highlight was Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, and we had a ton of picks in that draft. Uh, so I I can't say that I trust I think they made the right decision letting Blythe go because of how cheap his contract is with the Chiefs. Like if he had left and signed like a five million deal, like maybe, but I mean come on, the guy he signed like a one million dollar deal with another million incentives. I, I think we could've swung it. And I feel like they didn't attempt to.
4: And you look at the Rams draft in 2018, Okar Rockwell still contributed to the team. Uh,
1: Kaiser okay. contributed this barely year.
4: No nope, boom.
1: Draft, Darren, if you look at this draft, the first thing you say is Okar Rockwell contributed. Well, I, I,
4: I, I picked his name out because it's the longest one. I mean, I'm looking at the list right here. I'm just saying, I mean, Trevin Howard's still on the team, Sebastian Day still there. Dembi was a practice squad, but he's horrible. Okar Rockwell contributed. Kaiser contributed. Myers is in the NFL still. The Jets actually we had a pretty good year. Brian yeah, Allen's I a backup. Hot him after like a season. You know, boom is still a guy they think can be something. It's not, there's still a lot to be determined with that draft class, especially since it's had so many injuries. If It's, it's different if Kaiser and Oka and Allen and boom actually all were healthy this whole time. They've all had pretty significant injuries. Heck, Trevin Howard had. Injuries too, 7th round pick, and he's still on the roster. I think the jury's out in that.
1: We saw what a healthy Brian Allen looked like, and I'm good. I don't need to see it again.
4: Uh, in fairness, they threw that kid to the Wolves, man. They threw him to the straight Wolves.
1: In fairness. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I don't believe No Boom can contribute. I, I think he could. I think Okoronko can contribute. But, you know, that's a draft where you had a ton of picks, and the only one who's proven that they belong in the league, for sure, is uh, Sebastian Joseph Day. I know Kaiser played a lot this year, but I, I still stand by that statement. He didn't impress me that much. He was okay.
4: He was okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you entirely. I'm more on the lines of, I'm, I'm probably going to wait until the end of this season before I make a kind of final analysis on the 2018 draft, honestly, because there's just still, I think, a lot to be said yet.
1: It's fair. Um, can I talk about the worst pick in this draft so far? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. So this is why bad teams stay bad, okay? <laughs> Last year, when we took Cam Akers at 52, we had a lot of debate on whether or not it was the right pick. Not because he was a bad prospect, but because, you know, you had, you used your third-round pick on running back the year before in Daryl Henderson. You had Malcolm Brown. You had two guys that were good enough. Uh, you know, to maybe get the job done there. And for a while this year, they were good enough uh, to get it done. And obviously, Cam Akers is the best out of those three. I, I've, I've come to terms with the pick. I'm, I'm happy with Akers. He's a beast. But just imagine if last year we, like, imagine if we did what Jacksonville did yesterday at 25 and taking Travis Etienne. Um, they had one of the worst offenses in the league last year. The only bright spot was their rookie running back who had 1,400 yards and they chose a running back with their second pick. They have holes literally everywhere and they took a running back in the first round. Like, I just, I could not believe it. It was maybe the only position on that team they didn't need to address besides quarterback because they addressed it at number one. I just, this is why teams like Jacksonville stay in the gutter. And I'm not saying he's going to be a bad player, uh, like I said about Acres last year, but this is amplified times 100 because you have a guy who proved that he could be a workhorse for you on a horrible offense. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't bring in help for him. Like, yeah, you could bring in help for him. But at 25, there's so many good players still on the board and good running backs too, and you picked eight picks later. You could have gotten the guy out of UNC at 33 if you, if you felt you needed to go the running back route, um, which they didn't at 33 either. But that was just unbelievable to me,
5: guys. What are your thoughts on know, that? Man, I
3: I don't know. I, I I'd have to question that being the worst pick, but it it was a pretty bad pick. I'm not gonna lie. But you have other guys, uh, other teams on there like the Raiders picking guys mm. that probably have been available in the second round. I don't know. And, yeah. the, and then you could also make an argument with the Broncos. Who insists Drew Locke is going to be uh, a franchise quarterback when he hasn't shown a damn thing? So, I I don't know. You have Justin Fields sitting there. Heck, you could have even went with Mac Jones. But instead, they're sticking with Drew Locke, a guy that hasn't worked, and selected a cornerback, which they were pretty set on. Yeah. Well,
4: I thought, the, I really thought. The Raiders' decision was the worst one, honestly.
2: Well, the Raiders yeah, have I, the worst decision so far, but you know they don't have to worry about Lockett in Denver because they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. So, <laughs> oh man, you're still thinking that's going to happen, right? I'm still thinking it's going to happen. Oh, oh
4: there
2: Kansas you go. Got here. He's a Packers fan, and he's flipping me off. But yeah, inside
4: linebacker yeah. taken by the Browns, Jeremiah. Owusu Kormoa from Notre Dame. So he's off the board. If you want him by chance, he's now going to be a Cleveland Browns. Have a Ram, if you want to be a Ram. So there's another one off the board.
1: Cleveland is having a a good year. Uh, They made a lot of good decisions this offseason. It's a good
4: pick. I I really
1: think that the
4: Browns are just better. I mean, they are a serious danger next year. If they keep growing, that's a really, really good team. They're loaded.
1: Yep.
4: Agreed. About time. Good gosh. It only took them 20 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it took them a long time. Funny? Only to 20 To be years. fair, they were on the verge of building a team that would win a Super Bowl, and the team left and then won a Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, you don't need to remind me of that. I, <laughs> I live my poor family here. <laughs> I, remember, I, I actually remember being at school. And we stopped class and turned the TV on to watch the announcement. And people just sat there standing. I was stunned. I was in class. And they stopped to watch the announcement. I mean, broken hearts galore right there. It was bananas. Bananas. So, all right, so the, the Rams are... What, one, two, three, four, five picks away? And you guys got a couple couple preferred picks that are still there. A couple of guys still sitting there. Still sitting there. You're, you're a center?
5: You, you guys, are you setting that center, man?
1: I think if they stay at the pick, that's their most likely route. If Creed Humphrey's there, I feel like that's the most likely pick they make, and I think it's a good pick, and I think it would probably be the right pick. I would I'd not be... mind Jabril Cox, as stated, but I don't think it's going to happen.
5: Jabril Cox, um, what do you all think of Nick Bolton? I don't know too much about, so I'm asking. Nick Bolton's I'll the other inside the linebacker, linebacker. Or, or Norm. They're the draft guys. What'd you say? Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton from Missouri. Um. Ah, that one's
3: tough. I it, it, to be honest, if it's the idea of selecting him with the second round pick or trading back, I think I'd rather trade back just because I don't I think he's talented for sure, but I I just think there are so many so many needs that they could have and they could potentially expand what they get if they move back. And depending on if there's a team desperate enough, you might get a, a decent haul for, you know, a second round uh, or a mid to late second round pick. So, um, personally, that's what I would do. If, if I was listening, I, I think I would trade back unless you're going after Creed Humphrey. Uh, I wouldn't be disappointed if they ended up with Jabril Cox but I, I think that's really someone you'd, you'd like to target later. I, I think at, that, at this point it would be kind of a reach, but, I mean, clearly inside linebacker is, is a position of need. So, it, it, in, in my opinion, it's Creed Humphrey or trade back.
4: I mean, you have the, uh, right now, Here is the analysis on, on Nick Bolton from ESPN, by the way, that says that Bolton plays even faster than his time speed, Thanks to his instincts, gets over the top of blockers, shoots gaps. Chases with great effort, has open field tackling, is outstanding, shows good range and underneath coverage, and flashes the ability to find a crease as a pass rusher. That's the sky from Steve Munch from, uh, from ESPN. I mean, that that, well, that description sounds a lot what they need, to be honest. With you. It sounds a lot like what they need. But, you know, you, you're talking about... I don't think Jabril Cox is there later, though. You're talking about waiting until later. He, I don't think he's there later. I think it will be gone before that.
1: Yeah, you it, it, we probably have to get him with the picky trade back if you were to get him.
4: I mean, if you, and how far do you trade back? Honestly,
3: that's the where it becomes a little bit of a question is uh, is what do they get back in return? If it's uh, if they feel like Jabril Cox will be there with um, it, with the picks that they end up with, I'm all for trading back, still retaining the guy. I think that would be the That'd be a home run at that point.
4: And, and obviously, what if, what if again, what if we're turning totally on, on where they don't go? Like, this is what they normally do. You know, they, they we see center, linebacker, maybe other offensive line help areas, um, and maybe they go corner.
1: <laughs> Heaven forbid they go wide receiver. Would you guys flip your yeah, lid? Yes, really? but. Dwayne Eskridge is still sitting there. Uh, got me a little nervous. That was a guy that they were attached to a little bit. Um, if they were to go receiver, that would be you know a better case scenario because he could return kicks, which is the hole the Rams necessarily need. But they do not. They should not go receiver here. If they, especially if they save the pick.
5: I mean,
4: I mean five nine one ninety, small guy with speed. They only had this on Jackson for one year.
1: Makes you wonder. It does, but <laughs> and and they they uh, restructured Woodson Cup, right? So they're they're in there for the long haul. Those guys are going to be here. Uh, you can't,
4: you can't even say the that head. though, Steve. You can't say that.
1: No, oh, can't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look what the they've done the last say. two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You're, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, it's just, I think if they were to go receiver, you got it. I'd rather them get a big body guy than a, a small speed demon. Um, I wouldn't mind Estridge in the third if they feel like they need to address that, but you have too much talent in there and you have too many needs. Uh, like, yeah, we like Deshaun Jackson. is only here for a year, but you add him to a team that you have. Woods and Cup were both very good and reliable players, and you have Van Jefferson, who you just drafted last year, who it seems like they like. So it, it'd be insane to go, for the second straight year, another receiver at 57 when that room is already so full. When you, when you when your inside linebacker room uh, is practically a studio apartment that nobody's living in.
4: <laughs> and you know all about the studio apartments, right?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I had a one-bedroom <laughs> park, but I have lived in those shoeboxes.
4: In the shoebox. Norm, you've been quiet. your thoughts on that?
2: <laughs> I've been quiet. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to know what a better choice is between largemouth bass and spotted bass, I could let you know. Because that's how much I've been into the draft uh, research since I've uh, been on vacation. <laughs> uh, I... They got to really like who they want. I really hope they don't take a wide receiver, as you guys were saying. I'm <laughs> we're getting close enough to see. I, I just have this gut feeling that they're going to trade back, and uh, I won't be disappointed if they do. But if they are going to take a position in need with this pick, I think they got to go Humphreys at the center position if he's available. But here's the thing: I think you know. The-
4: one thing I've come to realize is, carved kind of this team now for a decade, is that you know we see what the news says, we see what we see with our own eyes, and there's always more to the story. And I think when it comes to the Rams, they have a lot more gaps on the roster that we like them to have, and then when you also flip around to, we don't know the dynamics in the locker room, we don't really know how they feel about Van Jefferson, but I think Van Jefferson is the actual key. To the Rams' future receiving core, if he becomes what they drafted him to be, then they don't need to worry about receiver this year. Um, if they think if he, if they think he's going to be that guy, but all of a sudden, if they don't think he's that guy, then that receiving core is a lot more vulnerable. And if there's a guy there they want, they can fit that need. Like what you know, like what. Was talking about, then it wouldn't shock me to see them pull off a shock like going for a skill position instead. Tight end, they lost Gerald Everett, but you know they had a guy they picked up last year in the draft. There are so many variables that, even though I'm zoning in on inside linebacker, offensive line, they can go anywhere, and I don't think it would shock any of us. I mean, I would be shocked almost if they went where we thought they should go. To be honest with you. If they pick inside linebacker or offensive line, I'd be like, holy crap they they actually do what we thought they should do
5: i I' would be stunned Johnny
3: yeah there's there's absolutely no way that they uh they follow the position of need. they probably go best player available, and i'm I'm about. I'm about 50-50 on this. I think he's, they're either going to draft a wide receiver like Heskridge or trade back. I'm hoping it's the latter, but we'll see.
5: Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think they're trading
1: back too, and I think they stay. I, I don't think they go. Um, it, it's definitely possible, but I, I think if they stay, they're going to go off the line. Uh, it just seems like the logical move if they save the spot. I know they threw that smoke screen, but uh, you have some uncertainties in the middle off the line, especially at center. And, you know, your guards have been playing well, but uh, we're not talking about perennial all pros here at that position either. You could use, you could use the help there if you're going to stay at this pick. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Who do you think? Do you think they stay?
5: Well... <laughs>
4: I don't know. I know that's a cop-out, but I've learned a lot last, in the last couple of years from being wrong that they never cease to amaze us. Like, last year I thought it would be here. year they'd move around a lot and they didn't. This year they had definitive needs and they're going to have a couple of players that, that will fill those needs. And yet, we, in the past, we've seen them trade when there were players there that would fill those needs. So, I, I just... I don't know. I like... I tend to think they'll they'll move back if it's a few picks, but not like twenty picks. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you're moving yeah. back to like sixty or sixty-one, I can see them doing it. If not, I think they say and take their guy.
1: Well, think about uh, boy the the twenty nineteen draft. There, Eric McCoy was sitting there, uh, and they, they traded back in and then drafted him. Uh, he would have filled the big need. We wouldn't be talking about center right now if they if they made that pick. But uh, they they love taking more shots, and you know more or less it's, it's been the right decision. But I kind of I kind of hope they make the pick. I would I would like to get a second rounder. <laughs>
4: we yeah, it's almost time for us to go. Wouldn't this be something if we actually tune them for a podcast for the Rams pick, and then they don't pick while we're on the air? That would
5: just that
1: would be, be, be like bar- bar- this podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> well, if they don't make a pick and you're listening to this knowing that we did a whole podcast when they didn't make a pick, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I really appreciate it. You are uh, – I, I owe you a lot of gratitude.
4: Bananas, man. Bananas. So the, the Steelers take Pat Firemouth from Penn State. With the 55th pick in the draft, so Seattle, and then the Rams, and of course we have a vested interest in watching who the Seattle Seahawks take. If it's one of the guys we want, I'll be annoyed. Just saying, I'll be annoyed.
3: Only one guy. It's got to be Creed Humphrey. It, it's got to be. I
4: mean, they got a couple still there. I'd be cool with Jabril Cox. I mean, I know you want to move down for that, but I don't think he'll be there much longer. So you kind of have to take him a faster guy.
2: I don't care what like they said, pick. I'm gonna, I'm going hate. If the Seahawks pick next, I'm gonna hate whoever they pick. Doesn't matter who it is.
4: Well, they're gonna be picking yeah, in right. less than two minutes now. Although on the, on the NFL Network screen now it says lost 2020 NFC Wildcard to Rams. I love seeing that on the screen right now.
3: Beautiful. That's amazing.
4: Absolutely beautiful.
3: beautiful. I, 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 and beautiful. by the way,
4: <laughs> I want to throw this out there. I don't know if we've said it enough. I don't know how often you guys have talked about it on your show but the Seahawks are 98-45-1 and 1 since 2012. That's what was just on the NFL, um, NFL Network graphic. They have been in the playoffs nine out of 11 seasons. One Super Bowl to show for it. How do you evaluate the Seahawks as a franchise and under Pete Carroll's 2 because Part of me, given all the talent they've had, all the people who've worn that uniform, given the fact they've had one of the best quarterbacks in the league for much of that tenure, all that tenure really, I find it almost like they've underachieved. Seriously underachieved. Like they should have at least, you know, gone deeper in the playoffs. I mean they have one Super Bowl win, but also gone deeper.
1: Let me let me put it to this way. If uh what are we, in year five of McVay? Right? Yeah. This will be his fifth year. Okay, so in five years, if I told you the Rams made the playoffs nine out of whatever years, or I guess in seven years, nine out of 11 years under Sean McVay, they made the playoffs, and they won a Super Bowl, and they also played in another. And they had that insane win percentage. I'm okay with that. I think maybe they've underachieved a little, but they played in two Super Bowls, they won one, they keep getting to the playoffs, and... Uh, they, they have shot themselves in the foot a lot with the way they've constructed that team because it, they, they haven't done too great of a job since they had those streaks of insane drafts where they got all those generational talents that built, built that team for the, to win the Super Bowl. Um, but it's hard to win a Super Bowl. It's hard to get to the Super Bowl. They made it twice. They won one. Th- and they keep finding themselves in the playoffs. And if you're in the playoffs, you got a shot. And I... They could have done a little more, but I'm not going to sit here and say that they totally Well, they
2: were one stupid, one stupid play away from having two Super Bowls had they not thrown a goal line pass instead of handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. So they, they really should have two Super Bowls during that time.
4: Well, here's my point, though. Okay, and you're making valid counter-arguments to that. I'd say, but since that day, since that loss to England, how many first-round exits have they made? from the playoffs. They win the division last year by two games and lose to the Rams, their rival, at home in their first-round game. I would say that's also been a trend for them. They've they barely made it even back to the NFC Championship. Have they even made it back to the NFC Championship game since that day?
1: No, they haven't. I, I mean, They've d- played in the divisional round three times, though. So. That's
4: See that's what I would say is underachieving because you know in, even before that Super Bowl run, they were one of the more stable franchises in the league. They had a couple of down years where they rebuilt pretty quickly under Carroll, and they're back at it. And yet, given I mean, look at all the Hall of Famers who or future Hall of Famers who have been on that roster during during his tenure, and that's what I'm trying to say. They have the second best record in the NFL since 2012, and yet. Here we are, looking and picking now. Right before the Rams have been eliminated by the Rams, and at least the last few years, they have not been able to really seal the deal. They haven't. They haven't looked like a. Here we go. They have not looked like a power. Like they have not looked like a consistent Super Bowl threat. They've looked like a team that's been a good team, but flawed. And it's been that way for a while. And when you've had one of the best quarterbacks the league, a guy who's going to be Hall of Famer, you would think they would have put more out there. Like They would, they would, perform they would have performed better. I'm not hired. trying to cheapen their accomplishments, by the way.
5: I'm just saying...
1: They could have hired a better offensive coordinator for him than our guy Brian Schottenheimer, to say, to say the least.
4: I can't believe he lasted as long as he did.
1: Estridge goes to the Seahawks. There you go. Okay, so they did us a favor. That's, <laughs> that's an interesting pick.
4: It is an interesting pick. They, are, they have a solid receiving core.
1: Well, maybe they're trying to please Russell, and uh, that's another weapon. Well,
4: please Russell, give him an offensive line.
1: Give him some offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong either.
4: Who'd they take in the first round? Let me go back again. Hold on a minute. Stop the presses. First round, who would they take?
2: They didn't pick in the first round. I so don't believe. they have
4: no offensive line. They need an offensive line. Your quarterback's been sacked 40 times in the last, uh, four times per year minimum in the last eight years straight. And you are going to get this guy protection, and you're going to go get a receiver, and your receiving course pretty well set. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that. Rams are up, by the way.
3: <laughs> to be fair, though. They did trade for Gabe Jackson, so that does help quite a bit.
5: I mean it does, yeah. But they need more than Gabe Jackson. The offensive line was bad. It was bad. Yeah, well I
3: mean I don't why the traded him, but they did.
1: Listen, if if Eskridge pans out, obviously we don't know if he's gonna, but you know, if he's the best version of what he can be, which, you know, is Tavon Austin, but good, like uh, like a Percy Harvin type player. Put that, put in that next to DK Metcalf. It's terrifying. Uh, I don't want I don't want to see that. Like what I hope happens to Eskridge is he has a horrible rookie year, gets traded, in, and then has a great career. Because I don't root against anybody, but I don't want it to happen in Seattle.
2: Less than three minutes watching now. Watching the logo, like I am sitting here going, "Is it going to change? Is it going to change?" No, I've I've committed to the
4: fact that we're probably having that logo for like three years at least. That's kind of where I'm believing. Notice that Les Snead is not in the draft room because he's unfortunately COVID positive.
1: He didn't get to go to the beach house.
4: He didn't go to the beach house. Didn't get to go. See, I wish I could have been up there. There's some Rams fans up there, man.
5: Yep. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm no not dare
4: seeing dare any trade chatter yet. No, no
1: trade chatter yet? Well, I, like, Rap hasn't shared anything. Shafty hasn't shared anything. We might be making this pick.
5: Let's do this, Creed Humphrey. <laughs> Show me they on the phone with somebody. <laughs> on the phone with somebody. Yeah, Waiting. is it another team, or <laughs> is it a player? <laughs>
3: That's what I'm wondering. This, this draft house is insane. Oh my goodness. I want to live there,
1: don't you? It is beautiful. Yeah, the, uh, they got the frame Gadell picture. <laughs> That's the one thing I want out of there. What are we talking about?
4: <laughs> Alright, folks, we've been on the air for an hour waiting for this pick. It's almost time for us to go, so I think it's fitting that the last pick we be on the air for tonight will be this. Um, on Sunday, we'll have our full rest of the draft recap. for will take tomorrow off let people enjoy their families. So How's that sound, guys?
1: Yeah, hey, they're uh, they're picking. There uh, we go. Jordan Jordan Rodriguez tweeted, "They're keeping the pick." Wow. I uh, I don't I know how to feel about that. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how we feel after the pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I
4: mean they have they have of needs.
5: Listen, it's never a bad thing
1: to pick. Uh, I, don't, I, I could have seen them trading back. Maybe I'll eat my words in a minute when they take another running back, but I, I don't think it's a bad decision to make a pick here. They have needs, and hopefully they address one.
4: Yeah, if it says running back,
1: I think we'll all start cussing out. I think that's literally the only position that they is not in play at all. I think everything else is on the table. Um, quarterback, quarterback is it?
5: Quarterback highly is highly
1: unlikely, but you never know. Maybe he... Uh, Sean McVay loves Kyle Slaughter or something.
4: Oh, boy. Has it, been leaked <laughs> on, has it been leaked on Twitter yet? That's the big question.
5: Uh, let me check. Well, it's usually leaked there first, but... Uh, I think it did leak. Two two Atwell. That's what Okay Sosa just posted. That's, pick. Tutu Atwell? that's what that's what uh Sosa posted.
4: So Wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> is this re- is this real? Is he messing around?
1: Nah, this is
4: uh, He's gotta be joking. He's gotta be joking. Nah, Sosa that's, said that's that's,
1: that's-
5: that's the pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And if
0: right. this
5: Orlando Pace is up there probably thinking, what the heck?
4: 2-2 Atwell is the pick from Louisiana. <laughs> I didn't mean to call out receiver, guys. I really didn't. I don't know what to say. He's five foot nine, wow. one fifty five. He's a four three five. Well, I guess we understand why that he's got serious speed, serious speed. Um, he's going to be a weapon. But last time they got a guy this small with serious speed, we know what happened. They couldn't use him then. I mean, and he, oh, and he opted out of the twenty twenty season after nine games uh, due to COVID. So, two-time first-team
5: All-ACC. Uh, I, I, I,
4: a little caught off guard, but like we said, we definitely
1: nothing, nothing with surprises at this point. It, you know, Bay coached about Austin briefly. We all kind of forget it, um, and he played him at running back. So it never struck me that he wanted this player. Uh, now that we do need a burner, we do need a deep threat, and. You know, we signed a Sean Jackson. That's only going to be a one-year thing. So there are uses for a player like Tutu Atwell, and if we drafted him in the third round, uh, right. I'd feel a lot better about it. But there are good players on the board at positions we really need, and this was not one of them.
2: Yeah, but you know, they're, yeah, they're I'm, in a, I'm in shock, but I'm not in shock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this guy, this guy is known for the jet sweep and the short kind of screen running, screen passing plays. So you know, obviously, he's going to fit into our offense well. But uh, yeah, I think we need another receiver, like we need a hole in the head. So uh, I'm not
5: surprised, but I am a little shocked.
4: Man, I don't know. You know, and just just to point this out there, you know, in the case that Chase Humphrey's gone, you know, there, there's a re- there's a certain center from Ohio State who's available a little bit later too. He'll probably be there if they want him. Josh Myers, I'm just saying. And Trey Hill from Georgia, that's also later, but actually, you know, from Myers to Hill is a pretty big drop off of the rankings. So I, I mean. The guy really was Creed Humphrey if they wanted him. So they, they must feel at least somewhat happy, right, with center if they didn't go get a guy who's legit. Now, I mean, Humphrey, would, I would think, would have been the guy. If you want
1: a center, he's there. Listen, we, we just, we've done this before. We did it in 2019. We let John Sullivan go. We said, we don't need a center. It was a fucking disaster, uh, and they lucked out with moving Austin Blythe to center and having it work for a little bit. It's just like, it's, if one of these guys on the roster works out or they get a center in the third round, it's like, okay, then, then sure, uh, you're right. But if they don't take a center in this draft, and they go into the season with what they have, and they, they decide they want to move Austin Corbett to center, the reason we got Austin Corbett on the team is because he sucks at center. So it's like, we, we've done this already. They they got to they got to address this position in the third, I think.
4: But then where's the linebacker being addressed at? You know,
1: the difference is, and I think it carries weight coming from me, Mister. The Rams need to get an inside linebacker. Is that they've proven they could win without an inside linebacker, and they've proven that they're a disaster without a good center <laughs> or, or a playable center. Uh, in what we've seen under Sean McVay so far, uh, yeah, I think you do need to add a linebacker, inside linebacker. But I shoring sure up that center spot to me is a, is a bigger need.
4: Nick Bolton, linebacker, totally goes to looking, Kansas Steve. City.
1: Thanks, thanks, Norm. Did Nick Bolton go to the Chiefs, you said?
4: Yep, Nick Bolton. So he was a guy I mentioned earlier. He goes to the Chiefs. <sighs> All,
2: right, All right, Well, I've got my future NFL tight end grandson here, so I need to get off here and go spend some time with my family.
4: Well, and then with that, we'll all check out for the night, and um, we'll we'll be staying up on Twitter. I'm sure to update you on the Rams picks, and we'll give a full evaluation to to finish this off again, Mister Atwell. To do Atwell going go into the Rams at 57, five foot nine, one fifty five. Basically, he's at least in terms of size, Tavon Austin version two. We don't, hopefully he's Tavon Austin the player version two in terms of production for the Rams, but we'll find out. All right, so for the entire team here at Rams Talk, we're out of here. Have a great one.